Matt, hello our, to our listeners. Uh, what a fantasy weekend this was. Very big implications going Massive. into playoffs for most people. Massive weekend. I understand that, uh, Matt, you have um, some, some – so how do you do in your, in your leagues, uh, playoff-wise, now that the playoffs are starting this week? You said you're in, you're in three leagues, I believe, right? I am. Need to need to up that number up uh, a little bit, but uh, <laughs> not enough. Not enough. How how did you do playoff wise? Playoff wise, this was a, definitely a down year. Um, I made it in our dynasty league, and the other two I didn't. My really, wow. yeah. And we're supposed to take advice from you. Well, I've won stuff the past <laughs> couple of years. Not this year was unfortunate, but uh, in my home league, I drafted CMC again. So. It's been a rough year with his injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Like, I, ha- I drafted Chase. I had DK before he was bad. And <laughs> also Chase before he was bad. And then CD Lamb. But I guess the Waller injury as well doesn't help. So, like, some injuries. And I guess just more pickups on the waiver wire. It's a fab league. So, getting beat out definitely hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, I bid on Javante Williams. I bid 73 when he went for 75. And the week after, he starts going off for 20 each week. So, no. it's been it's been a little rough in that. Um, and then the other one, which uh, you know about. <laughs> so, to give context, this is um, the league with, like, Cam and everyone from some of my friends from Nova. And mm-hmm. so, the thick boys, as uh, yes. we're as, as we're better known, <laughs> that, that's what the league is called. <laughs> and so, um, going into this past week, all I needed was either a win versus Greg, or um, I needed John to lose to Cam, because there were five of us at six and seven. Um, Greg was six and seven. And I was. We played each other. Jack and Tim were six and seven. They played each other, um, and so we're basically going for the last three spots. But they're definitely going to be two losers. So whoever lost the two matchups at the head-to-head six to seven most likely weren't making it unless John lost. Um, and so going into Monday night, I needed twenty-three and a half from Matt Gay and Sony Michelle. I lost by one point six. And John playing Cam, Cam, of course, had Lamar Jackson, Mm. who got hurt. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Zeke didn't do anything. Mixon didn't do anything. The list goes on. Um, Higby got COVID for him. So So Cam lost. So I didn't make the playoffs. But I do have some stats up for scoring. And this is why it's very annoying. So, um. If you look at the points for, I have them up. Top is Mike at 1950. Mm-hmm. First place makes sense. Yeah. You, know, you want to know who's second? Me at 1901, <laughs> missing the playoffs and, come, and ending up in seventh. And to add to that, I had the second most points against at 1800. So it was just bad luck. Like, honestly, if anyone else on my schedule, they wouldn't be making the playoffs. The only reason I had a chance is because I put up points for But also, if we flash back to earlier in the year, to make it even funnier. Oh, also, not to mention, I started Tony Michelle over Brandon Ayuk, 
because Debo Samuel is back. Mm. And he didn't do anything last week. So if I started him, I would have won. So if you just had faith in the guy that you've been talking up all season, um, was what you're saying. I just wanted, just wanted to – I was just curious if that's, uh, if that's what you're saying there. That, that is partially true, but Debo <laughs> is back. So it was like, okay, he'll take some of the targets away. <laughs> but if you flash back to earlier in the season, so Christian ended up in ninth. I lost him week one. He went off week one. Week 10, I play him again. And so on Monday Night Football, I have Matt Gay. And so right before halftime, the Rams decide to not kick the field goal. They either faked it or went for it on like fourth and one. Um, didn't get it. And so I missed out on three points. Well, I ended up losing by .04 that week. So because of that loss, I'm not in the playoffs. Wow. So it, it's a tough one to swallow. That is brutal. Second most points for, and you finished seventh or sixth. How many teams? Like, four teams make the playoffs. You finished fifth. I'm not even sure, but uh, six teams make it. So I finished seventh. Wow, that is, yeah, that is tough. My heart goes out to you, Matt. Except it doesn't because you're going to win the dynasty league. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you're struggling to win without uh, Lamar is true for everybody except for you because you still put up 145 on me. But that's true. But, but I did make yeah. So for me, I, I made the playoffs in Dynasty. Um, somehow we we limped to the finish line there. Um, definitely a down year for my Dynasty team. Made the playoffs in my home league and in one of the random leagues I'm in. Missed in uh, our eight man, which is annoying a little bit. Like not super annoying because I'm like 200 points behind everybody else. But uh, we had four teams make the playoffs. Three of or. There's one team, I think Andrew is like, or no, Bernard is like 10 and four or something. And then the rest of us, basically, three of us are eight and six or something like that. Um, and I'm one of the eight and six teams. Or I, I don't know exactly how close it is, but I'm like a game back. And then everyone else is like, has a losing record. So I'm like the only winning record team to miss the playoffs in the eight man league, which is a little annoying. Um, and, but the, the bigger story for me, not that uh, any of, well, not that most of our listeners would follow this, but my home league had this kind of crazy playoff situation last night, Matt. Um, so we have a 12-team league, and eight teams make the playoffs. Um, so my good friend Will started off like 2-8 and eight on the year. He drafted uh, McCaffrey and a few other guys that just got hurt a ton. Uh, so he was hurting big time. And he, he had won three straight games. And all he had to do was win... On, but he, and he had enough points for against everybody else that it was logical that all he had to do was basically win and have one of two other teams lose and he'd make the playoffs because he had more points than both of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's up. He has a 99% chance to win. It's, it's almost halftime of Sunday night football. He has a 99% chance to win. His team went off this week. We're not, we're, we're standard. So he has 111 points in a 12 team standard league. Like, that's pretty solid. Um, that's, that's definitely a really good week for, for what we consider. Um, he calls me up. Yeah, there's like at like the two minute warning of halftime or before halftime of the the Packers Bears game, and he's like, "Josh, like I can't believe I'm gonna do this. Like I didn't want to jinx it earlier. Like I didn't want to say anything. Uh, but now, like, like come on, like this is looking looking pretty good." Oh, well, I know where this is going. <laughs> while we're on the phone, <laughs> Devonte Adams <laughs> catches a 38 yard touchdown. And we're like, oh, all right, you know, that kind of sucks. Uh, well, I didn't, we didn't notice at the time, but later, like, he texted me in the third quarter. He's like, like, fuck, like, really, Devonta Adams scored. 
but it's like okay i still got like an 86 percent chance to win or something like that <laughs> then in the fourth quarter <laughs> he gets another touchdown and it's like oh shit okay he's up 14 points in standard going up <laughs> going into monday night football playing against james connor just <laughs> just james connor and when <laughs> they stopped him on that they had three straight fourth down or three straight like first and goal second and goal third and goal nothing and then Aaron Donald misses that tackle on Connor to give him the touchdown right before or in the first half I think um I'm not sure if it was right before half but that was that was devastating so <laughs> and he ended up losing um especially it's even, it hurts even more because the guy he lost to uh my my friend Colin who went to Nova actually uh he started Gerald Everett at tight end this week and it actually was a good start because Everett had eight points but Gerald Everett had negative four points last week like two weeks ago <laughs> because of <laughs> all the fumbles and uh, the fumbles and stuff that he had so he comes in Colin picks up Gerald Everett of all tight ends to fill in for Goddard <laughs> and he gets eight points out of it <laughs> and then on, on the other hand this is, a, this is turning into a very long intro but um my other friend then, now that Will was going to lose, my friend Jeff had a chance to make the playoffs with a win, and he needed to outscore somebody else. He needed my other, one of my other friends to lose, and then he needed to outscore that other friend by 25 points. <clears throat> and we hop, in the halfway through the third quarter, we hop on a FaceTime call, and Jeff is like, oh, we're definitely like, I'm in the playoffs. Like, it's over. And then I'm like, wait a minute, but Jeff, like, you only have 22 more points than he does. Um, so we're watching this we're watching the game happen and uh, he has he has the tiebreaker I think or something I'm not exactly sure but the Rams are driving late I don't know if you watched the Monday Night Football game Matt Um, I did so the Rams are driving really late and Jeff has the Rams kicker Matt Gay and Mm -hmm. it was like like 27 to something 27 to 20 maybe I'm not even sure what the score was but there's a blatant face mask on like third and goal on Stafford but yeah, they don't, call, they don't call it at all. It would have given them first down. And then, and my other the friend he was had out score had OBJ, so like there was a chance that he would have done something, um, or just had to settle for an extra point versus a field goal. <laughs> but they kick a, a field goal, which gives them twenty five more points. So they're perfectly tied in points for on the season at that point, and we'll have the same record. Um, <clears throat> and we keep watching. I think Odell got like another catch or two or something. But then Odell got a catch for minus four yards. And because oh, yeah. my, league, my league's non-fractional, <laughs> that lost him a point. Um, eventually, the, the points got a little wider, too, because uh, Jeff had DeAndre Hopkins. But there was a while where it was looking like, oh, my God, it's going to come down to like that Odell minus four catch or the missed face mask on Matt Stafford, um, which was one of the closest... I don't know, one of the closest playoff finishes versus, like, who makes the playoffs I've ever seen. Which was pretty wild. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, and he also only made it because the guy he had to outscore um, forgot to take Keenan Allen out of his lineup. So if he had put in, like, anybody else, he probably would have outscored him. I haven't done the math on that, but... um, Yeah, if he put in almost anybody else from his bench, he would have outscored. (laughs) Just a wild, wild conclusion to the season. <laughs> yeah, so, you hate to be on the losing end of it, but I can't imagine that <laughs> feeling of watching that game and <laughs> just w- making it to the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. 
So congrats to all of our listeners who did manage to make the playoffs. Um, unlike Matt and his league at home, not uh, <laughs> <laughs> too soon for that. Um, so yeah, we'll continue what we're doing here, I guess, <clears throat> and go through the games, but. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see if anything any advice is different. Corey was asking if like the if the advice was different in for the playoffs versus like regular season. I, my first instinct was no. That was a dumb question. Corey's a dumb dumb, um, which is what I told him. I was wondering if you agree explicitly, Matt, that, that that doesn't change and that therefore Corey is stupid, or or if you don't agree. I think with our analysis, we don't have to go into depth as much because like at this point, um. Like, say I put up, pull up the Saints-Jets game. Do we need to talk about the Saints receivers if you're never starting them and it's no, the playoffs? That's like, true. That's true. It might change a little, but it's not a huge thing. Yeah, the thing with like going through each game is kind of like trying to identify who might be an up-and-comer for the season, right? Like, who's trending upwards, who's, who's, not, who's trending downwards, et cetera. But now that we're in the playoffs, like, trends have been established, I would say. So yeah. Now we're and still gonna not trying to hit for hit a two hour podcast here. I assume we're still going for <laughs> going for distance. But <laughs> you said you said you're not gonna. What were you gonna say? Um, pretty much like at this point, you either broke out or you didn't. There's most yeah. likely not gonna. You're not gonna have someone on your bench thinking, "Oh, I really hope they break out so I can use them in the final." At this point, you're either good or you're not. So it's more yeah. straightforward. Yeah, I guess first I, I would agree. Um, the only the only thing he did make Corey did mention one good point, um, but it's a little late for this. I would say we probably should have talked it before. I if I think I'm making the playoffs in a league that has a defense, normally I'm scouting out playoff defenses weeks in advance, right? Like, yeah, like I've been holding the Dolphins for forever, um, and I just found out that one of the random ESPN leagues I'm in has it's two weeks of playoffs for each round and they start this week. So there's, uh, I think it goes until like, I don't know, or maybe it's not too, I don't know. Something's wrong with it. So we're, we're still playing in week 18. So I had to pick up a defense for a week 18 thing, um, which was just dumb to me. I, I don't know why, but. Yeah. That can really screw you. If you yeah. have players that'll be on buys or non buys that like they already clinch everything. So they don't need to play. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really hope that doesn't happen because a lot of the seating is pretty, pretty close, pretty close right now. So I'm hoping that no one clinches a first round thing so I can start people still. But um, yeah, that'll be interesting to, to worry about. But that's the only thing that I would do any different because I already, I, mean, I kind of already do that during the season. I think about next week's defense sometimes, but not always. But in playoffs, if I once I know that I'm like probably going to make it. Then I start looking at, hey, who are the Jaguars playing in week 15 and 16, right? Who are the Texans playing? Um. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I think even before you make it, well, a couple weeks before the playoffs, if you're, made, like, if you're in contention or you, made, or you know you're going to make it, you have to be looking at defenses. Mm-hmm. You have to like start preparing because if you don't, you could get screwed by having to start a really bad defense. Yeah, like I've been holding, I think, the Chargers defense for the last like three weeks or two weeks because they play the Texans next week. And then they follow that up with uh, the Broncos, and I don't trust their offense either. So I'm like, I'm happy with that. Um, but that's, yeah, definitely, that's the only other thing that I would say I'd, I would do a little, I focus more on a little more on defense than I normally do because my starting lineup is mostly set, except 
I have some questions for you, Matt, about what to do for, with my with my players. Um, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, with that, I guess unless you have anything else to add, we can start talking about the games. Um, uh, I don't think I have anything, so we can uh, get into them. Maybe this will be lightning round. Um, let's see. Steelers Vikings. We had our live reactions to that last week. Um, yeah. Dalvin's a beast. Jefferson's a beast. Without feeling KJ Osborne is kind of interesting, but I mean, like we're talking about, like that's kind of a scary start for a playoff, right? Like, what are you? I don't know. Like, I don't know what we think about that, but basically, it's Jefferson and Dalvin for sure. Um, yeah, um, it is a scary start, but like realistically, you could have injuries with all the COVID cases. Yeah, COVID is scaring the hell out of me with the Rams right now, um, which is really really fun. Uh, and then for the for the Steelers. It's Najee, and then like Claypool and Deontay Johnson are the other options, really, and maybe Pat Firemuth. Um, yeah, he's been very—I don't know—he has like he gets like three catches a game, but he's he gets a couple touchdowns usually, or a touchdown or two. So Firemuth is interesting as well for a tight end spot. But those yeah. are kind of the players that I'm really looking at from this game. No, I agree, and with Claypool, honestly. He scares me a tiny bit just because of how stupid he was at the end of the game. <laughs> like, and then his reaction to the press, blaming the O-lineman. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, if I'm Mike Tomlin, he's on the bench to start the game. After That's all a good that. point. Yeah, Tomlin's a, a coach with discipline. So he, he actually, I could actually see that. That's a really good point with how, uh, just how stupid Claypool is and how much he just doesn't get it. Right. So, I would be very scared about playing him this week, at least. And it sucks because it's a good matchup against Tennessee. Yeah, James Washington said something about uh, how, like, the coaches stressed this week about not celebrating when the clock is running under two minutes and stuff like that. <laughs> it's amazing that NFL players are still being taught that. Um, yeah. I mean, actually, discredit to NFL players. Only a couple NFL players are dumb like that. Do you remember the uh, the Raiders – Chiefs from a couple of years ago, uh, their celebration. Um, I think it was Khalil Mack. This is the only other incident. I remember watching this live. The only, only other incident I can remember like this. Um, I don't even know how to, what to Google for this. I, I don't think you know what I'm talking about, though, do you? I don't. I would have to look it up. Like, it's I probably the, saw it, but... Khalil Mack and... I'm probably going to mispronounce his name. C-O Moore? S-I-O Moore. Uh, I just pulled it up. Yeah, celebrating a sack against the Chiefs. You should – everyone I, – I recommended everyone watch that Jamar Chase clip last week. I hope they did. Everyone should really watch this one because it's 100 times better. There's – the Chiefs and are playing the Raiders on, like, a Thursday night game, I think. Um, and oh, the Raiders with are, Alex Smith. Yeah, it's from a long time ago. The Raiders are up four with, like, under a minute left. The Chiefs have no timeouts. It's third down, and they sack Alex Smith. And then Khalil Mack and C.O. Moore run, like, 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage while the Chiefs are getting up to run one more play. And they're, like, high-fiving, like, 10 yards behind Alex Smith in the shotgun while he's hiking the ball. (laughs) Well, the funniest part is whoever sacks him, I think it's C.O. or whoever, he runs, like, 30 yards. Yeah down the field to celebrate the ball's at the 50 and he's celebrating on like the chief's 20 yard line <laughs> and then yeah 
<laughs> oh is standing there back to Alex Smith and everyone else <laughs> doing the handshake as they're about to snap the ball. Yeah, it's unbelievably funny. I think uh, Justin Tuck, he was still playing. That's an old name for you. He was still playing uh, for the Raiders. Oh, he, yeah. He managed to call a timeout right before, apparently, because, like, he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only com- comparable thing I've seen to uh, – <laughs> to what Claypool did. Um, so yeah. That was, yeah. That was definitely not a quicker recap of Steelers Vikings, but still, you know, I had to bring that up. The other ones will be quicker. <laughs> um, so next we have Saints Jets. Uh, this will definitely be a quick one. Um, obviously, about... what? You said you don't want to talk about the receivers for the Saints? I thought you were looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Marquez, Qual- Marquez Callaway. He has something special about him. I heard he can be an elite wide receiver too. Yeah, not not can be. He is. Um, oh, sorry, is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, you're obviously starting Kamara. He's a top tier running back. Um, you can't bench him for the playoffs. Doesn't matter what team he's playing. Um, and then honestly, the only other Saints player I feel like you can consider is Taysom, mm-hmm. and it just depends on the matchup. If you like need a quarterback, just because he has the rushing upside, and he had two rushing touchdowns this week. So he actually had a good game for you if you started him. Yeah. It is the Jets. So yeah, they play the Bucks on Sunday Night Football this week. Um, but Taysom is definitely yeah. Taysom is the only I would agree. Taysom and Camara. Um, so yeah, and then for the Jets, this is honestly even worse. Um, I did hear Michael Carter's coming back, or he yeah. should be playing this week. So with the amount of targets he gets, I feel like he's. Um, a pretty solid RB2 for PPR leagues. Um, so he's definitely a guy you could start. But honestly, after Elijah Moore went on IR, I don't think – and without Corey Davis, I don't think you can start anyone else. Yeah, It's it just too risky. Disappointing because I was hoping to maybe – this is a sad statement. I was hoping to maybe flex Keelan Cole in our uh, Dynasty League if I had to. But then he just did absolutely nothing without exactly without Moore and without Carter and without Davis. So I don't know what to do about that. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's too risky. And like Barrios was the best receiver, yep. but I'm, I'm not putting my money on him yeah, no in the sorry. playoffs. He's, he should be far away from fantasy football. Well, I mean, he might score and stuff, but like no one should be considering starting him really. Yeah, because if you're a playoff team, you have a better option than Braxton Barrios. Um, Let's see. All right. Uh, Falcons, Panthers. Falcons, Cordero, start him. Russell Gage, startable. I feel like he's a decent flex. I was going to ask, I have a question about him coming up later. Um, Pitts, I'm nervous about because he's been really inconsistent, but a lot of tight ends this year are just like bad. So Pitts is, is interesting against the Niners. Um, him and Gage are interesting, but I Cordero's the only one I'd start with like confidence. Um, Panthers wise, it's tough. <laughs> um, DJ Moore got hurt, he's day to day with a hamstring injury, is the last I have seen. Um, so, someone as someone who owns. Well, wow, his name is Deniston Oliver Moore Jr. Where's the I guess the J from Junior is how we got in there. <laughs> <laughs> Deniston. That's not a name I've ever heard. Um 
currently there's two of them because there's a senior. Uh, D- <laughs> DJ Moore, I feel like is probably still startable, but with like minimal confidence. Um, and then like running back wise, I don't know. Cam's going to probably steal a touchdown. Hubbard got the touchdown this week, but Abdullah, I think, outsnapped him, even though Abdullah had only four carries to Hubbard's 10 carries. So considering I might have to flex or might have to RB2 Amir Abdullah this week, that's not fun for me. Um, but yeah, for the Panthers, it's Cam is interesting because of the rushing volume, but I probably wouldn't be starting him in the playoffs. DJ Moore, I'd probably still flex if he plays. If he doesn't, and I'm super desperate. Am I going to say this on the podcast again? Um, Robbie, Robbie Anderson, maybe. Maybe if DJ Moore doesn't play. Um, it's not a bad yeah. option. I mean, they're playing. Who are they playing? Um, playing the Bills. They might be down. I don't know. It's. It, I would not like to do it, but it depends. I just. It depends on their options. If it's Robbie Anderson or Braxton Berrios and DJ Moore's not playing, I'm probably going to start Robbie Anderson. You know, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I got from that game. No, yeah, I think you got most of it. The only thing is, like, Abdul is the passing guy, and they're playing the Bucks this week or the Bills this week, so mm-hmm. he's going to get more snaps. So I don't really like Chuba Hubbard, and it's a tough matchup against running backs, anyways. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Mir Abdullah is like probably unironically my running back too this week. So. Um, <laughs> It's going to go really well for me, I think. <laughs> At least they'll be down. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay, next we have Seahawks-Texans. Um, so, from this game, we actually had a breakout, and <laughs> it was impressive. It's probably been three or four years in the making, um, <laughs> and three or four years too late, but Rashad Penny... <laughs> <laughs> what a pick <laughs> over 100 rushing yards two touchdowns and honestly like alex collins played dj dallas played so that gives me confidence going into next week that they're going to want to feature him more often after seeing this and pete carroll even made a comment to that effect uh either today or yesterday um so he's probably your priority waiver pickup in terms of running backs and he plays the rams next week and he's not a bad start, especially if you need an RB2. So, like, if I were you and he was available, I would start him over Abdullah. Well, this is our dynasty. I would agree. But he's our, this is our dynasty league. So, oh, uh, yeah. everyone, everyone's own. His own. Every, every running back ever. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> and then Russ, he's been looking better as of late. He's still, like, more of an iffy start. Um but he's starting to get back into his normal form, which is nice to see. And in terms of receivers, he is targeting Lockett a lot. And they've honestly had that connection of the deep ball this year. So I feel better about starting Lockett, especially if Jalen Ramsey isn't playing. Um, so I do think Lockett's a good option for the playoffs. DK, not so much because he just hasn't shown much towards the second half of the season. He's just in the slump and they just don't – he just – doesn't get as many catches and yardage as he should. So he's honestly a, a scarier start, but it's very hard to bench him. Um, and then going to the Texans, uh, the only one I think is <laughs> that should really be talked about is Brandon Cooks. And 
you know, he's the wide receiver one. He's a decent option as long as you're not facing anyone too tough. But they play the Jaguars this week. So he's actually a very good start, um, considering he put up eight for 101 against the Seahawks. So he's a guy I probably am looking to get into my lineups uh, if you have him this week. So, but honestly, besides that, I don't trust anyone no, on this offense. Absolutely should not. Um, I was going to say, I, I agree with the Texans. The Seahawks, it, scare me. it scares me to have Penny. I mean, he ran all over the Texans, right? I mean, come on. That's is, true. Like, that's like the thick boys playing against the Seahawks. Um, I think I, I he scare, any Seahawks against the Rams this week scares me. Um, not because I think we're going to, like, score zero points, but, like, I could just – if Ramsey's playing and he's locking up oh, – I don't know. Lockett's been going off recently, but Lockett's notoriously boomer bust, right? Yeah, like this would be prime time for him just to do nothing in the playoffs, right? But also, I've been talking him down, and he's done well the last like three weeks since I did that. So maybe I'm just an idiot. Who knows? Um, but just the fact that they are like the the fact that the touchdowns could just go to either of them, and it generally one of them does something, and the other one does nothing, is is worrisome. And then the fact that Penny, yeah, I mean I like Penny more than Amir Abdullah because he's and in a better offense, even of our offense isn't great in Seattle. And I would definitely like consider starting him, but it's he's a scary start. I, I almost picked him up on last Thursday when I heard he was gonna get a lot of the work um from some of the like the beat writers in Seattle and stuff. I almost picked him up in my home league, but I didn't trust him I didn't trust him enough to start him this week uh, against the Rams in the playoffs. So I didn't pick him up, which was clearly a mistake because he did better than I thought he would do against the Texans. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't know. He's, would you, who, do you think he's going to be like a RB two this week or a flex or what are you thinking? Um, probably more of a flex. I don't see him get that many rushing guards. If anything, he'll have a rushing touchdown, but he didn't do much in the passing game. So I feel like he's more of a flex option. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He scares me. I think he's like, if he scores, I think he'll be touchdown dependent, I guess. Um, but that's the only thing I would say. Just like I'm just nervous about the Seahawks offense, just because of how centered around one person it, it generally seems to be. Right, like for with Lockett and Metcalf especially. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll go Raiders Chiefs. Um, the Raiders did not show up for this game. I don't think um, Hunter Renfro is just a monster, though. Thirteen catches and a touchdown. Um, Josh Jacobs had actually five catches. They're starting both of them. Um, even though Josh Jacobs hasn't been great recently, but you can't just bench. You can't bench him. Um, yeah, I mean, even if he's just like a flex or something, something you, you probably can't bench him. I guess that's what I'd say. Um, Carr is actually like was doing like decently on the year, but now he is. Now he put up a not great game. They play the Browns on Saturday. There's two Saturday games this week, which is fun. Um, Carr, I don't think I would be starting. I, I would have him outside my top, was it, six? If, 16, if we say six teams make the playoffs in most league, like I, I'd have him outside of my top six or so. Um, but I guess teams that are bad could have good quarterbacks still. So maybe you, maybe you have to start Carr, I guess. I don't think the Browns is a bad matchup for him. Um, and then... For the Chiefs, I mean, I don't know. Mahomes, obviously, you're going to start. 
you can pinch him, Tyreek Hill. You're going to start. Um, Kelsey has been not good the last few weeks, but you're going to start him still. Um, they're playing the Chargers on Thursday. Edwards Elaire, I would say you probably still have to flex, even with Derek Gore getting nine carries. Or did Edwards Elaire get hurt? Is that why Derek Gore got nine carries? No, they're just up a ton. Yeah, I feel like you still have to flex the starting running back on a top offense, at least. Um, yeah. And then the only other player I want to go back to the Raiders for is Darren Waller, who, if he plays, start him, but his status is up in the air. Um, I don't think he practiced today, what I was reading. Yeah, he didn't practice today, and they play on Saturday, so that's great for my Dynasty League team. I'm really happy about that. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I think you got most of it. Most of it? I think I got all of it. That's all of it, it. yeah. <laughs> Unless you have something else to add. I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> um, next is Ravens-Browns. Um, so Lamar got hurt in this one. Normally he's... I feel like a must-start quarterback. Yeah. Um, but with him being hurt and we don't really know what's going to happen with him, um, if you have someone that's starting before this game, the Ravens-Packers game, I feel like you have to be more cautious and put that other quarterback in, although we'll learn more information later in the week. But if he ends up playing um, – it kind of becomes a little more interesting that he has a hurt ankle because that lowers his rushing floor, but I feel like he's a guy you should be starting. Um, then in terms of the running backs, it's only really Devontae Freeman, if anyone you're starting, but he's still, I would say, more of a flex option because it gets a lot iffier if Lamar doesn't play or is hurt. It hurts their whole offense. Um, and then in terms of the receivers, Mark Andrews is a must-start. You know, he went off this game, even with Huntley being the quarterback for most of the game. So he's pretty much quarterback-proof at this point, and they should have to throw against the Packers. So he's obviously a guy you're starting. Now we get into the more interesting part of Rashad (laughs) Bateman and Marquise Brown. Now, if Lamar is playing, I feel like you have to start Hollywood Brown. I would agree with that, but then you said, "Uh," so I agree with your pre-uh statement. Yeah, I guess you have to start Hollywood Brown. Uh, Rashad Bateman gets very interesting because, like, he did go off. They were down the whole time. But he didn't have these, like, as big of this game as before. So he's more of, like, a flex option, I would say. Well, if Huntley plays, you mean? Or even if Lamar plays? Even if Lamar plays. For Bateman? Yes. Interesting. I would say maybe not start Bateman if it's it's Huntley or if uh, if it's Lamar. But it's, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's so tough. Those are, yeah. guys, those are guys you have to make the decision about. I mean, if you ask me a, a comparison with another player, I'd give you an answer. But in general, like, it depends on your roster, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, and the other thing is the Packers' defense is actually pretty good, especially their corners. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes me a little more hesitant as well. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't even have – they haven't even had Jair Alexander. They've still been playing um, really well. Yeah. Um, so next on to the Browns. And so Kareem Hunt got hurt this game, hurt his ankle. He'll be out this week. We don't know about anything past that. So now Nick Chubb is an easy must start for whoever they play. 
Um, and that brings Dearness Johnson back into question, at least of how much work is he going to get in the past? He hasn't gotten a ton, so I don't think he's really worth consideration. But if you have a, a bench spot, I know I, this contradicts a little what I said before, but the only thing is COVID's going around. So in theory, if Chubb were to get COVID, actually he already got it, so it's likely he doesn't. We're praying so, to get it again, and it's a minor case because I got Dearness on my bench ready to go. <laughs> like, he's not the worst person to hold on your bench because if Chubb gets hurt or gets COVID, he's the next guy up, and you know he's getting huge workload. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, he's not someone you're starting unless he is the starter. He, you're not going to start him with Chubb in the lineup. Yeah, because they played one game without – or a couple of games without Hunt this year, and he didn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, it's only if they're both out where he – goes well he does well yeah exactly and then um for the receivers well actually Jarvis Landry got put on the COVID list and Austin Hooper so honestly they don't have a lot to throw to (laughs) I don't love Donovan Peoples-Jones I don't love their passing offense so I don't really like him and I guess the tight end would be David Njoku but I still don't really like that so I'm not really I want to advise anyone to start a Browns player this week other, in the playoffs. Other than Chubb, you mean? Other than Chubb, yeah. Sorry, any receiver. Yeah. Receiving option. Njoku is like the only one I would think about. And I don't even know if he's going to be back. He had, he had COVID and missed the game last week, um, which is funny now that Hooper has COVID. I wonder where he got it from. Uh, <laughs> He's just because like someone has to catch passes, and he would be my bet to catch passes. Um, they're playing, yeah, the Raiders on Saturday. Um, but other than that, I agree with what you're saying. I didn't know Kareem Hunt was out like for sure. I see that he's unlikely to play, and I guess that means you can't really start him, which means fire up Amir Abdullah. Welcome to the team um, for Josh. Yikes! Yikes! Um, okay, cool. I will go to. Um, Cowboys versus Washington. Um, Dak didn't have a great game. I have in my ever-present question about whether I start him or Kirk Cousins because they are <laughs> both projected for 17 this week. Um, but Dak's playing the Giants and Kirk is playing the Bears on Monday. I don't know. like It's tough, but I think I'm going to go with Dak. And I'm not asking this in my prediction part because I'm pretty convinced I'll do Dak. Um is Tony Pollard still going to be out this week? or It seems like he's more likely to play this week, so my guess would be yes, he does play. Damn. Okay. Um, that hurts Zeke a bit, but you're probably still starting Zeke. Um, or not probably. You're, start, you're still starting Zeke. Unless you were as bold as me to bench him like I did a couple weeks ago and have it work out. But that's only because I have like six good running backs on that team. So... I need to ask about that later as well, Matt. But I'll, I'll leave that one for later. Um, and then CD, you're starting. Cooper, I feel like you have to start Amari Cooper, even though, like, with all three of them, they've not been doing great. Um, like, I mean, they've had, like, it's tough to predict, right? Like, which Lamb, Gallup, and Cooper. Uh, it's generally between Lamb and Cooper, but Gallup is there now, too, which is annoying if you own one of the other ones. Um, yeah. Especially because Gallup has four straight games with five catches so like the volume is just spread around in that offense and that's not even talking about like Dalton Schultz who's definitely taking a back seat now that Gallup is 
back, but still um, just knowing that he's an option there too. But you still have to start CD and Cooper, I would say. And then Gallup is a flex option. He's like a touchdown dependent flex, I would say, because his volume is, is there. If he gets in the end zone, that could be good. Right. Um, yeah. Washington, not a great week for Washington, I would say. Um, Terry McLaurin got hurt. I don't know what his status is. Do you? Yeah, it sounds like they think he'll play. I believe it was concussion. Okay, they play Philly. um, Access due to concussion, yeah. So just keep an eye on that. I would still be starting him, but really nervously because he hasn't had that great of a year. Um, And then Antonio Gibson... I know he was the savior of fantasy football on this <laughs> on this podcast, but he really didn't do anything this week. Had a very not good week. Um, but I think you probably still have to start him unless you're me and have better options, which, I will, again, I will ask about later. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, because that's, that's it, I would say. That's all I have for this game. Yeah, and one thing with McLaurin is – of course, I'm starting the Eagles' defense this week, um, so he's probably going to go off. That seems to be a <laughs> recurring theme for me. That is a good point. That's scientific fact there. Yeah, guarantee. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's it for that game, though. Um, so now on to Jaguars-Titans. Very exciting one. Jaguars put up a whopping zero points this week. And actually, I don't know if you saw the report about Urban Meyer. I don't know how he's not fired at the end of this year. <laughs> Calling all his assistant coaches losers. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I just don't know how it could be any worse there. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, the only person I feel like you should be starting in this offense is James Robinson, only because they play the Texans this week. Um but besides that, I don't have any confidence in any of the receivers. Uh, Trevor Lawrence just isn't great and doesn't have a ton of help around him. Um, so I'm not really looking to start anyone else. And then for the Titans, in terms of the running backs, they all kind of scare me because touches-wise, it splits up pretty evenly between the three of them. And they played the Jaguars, so their numbers this past week were a little inflated, and they weren't even that good. So I would stay away from the Titans running backs. And in terms of the receivers, the only one I would really consider starting is starting is Julio. Um, but even he didn't have a great game. Now, they were up, and Jaguars didn't really threaten them at all. So he, I feel like he's more of a flex option because he is coming back from the injury, still working his way back. And he didn't do great, but he does have some more upside because he's the only guy in this offense, only receiver. Mm -hmm. And then Tannehill, because there aren't great receiving options, he scares me, so he's not really a guy I'm looking to start. Yeah, I agree. The Foreman-McNichols-Hilliard split is unfortunate um, because – Foreman and Hilliard looked like they were one of them was maybe going to be a good breakout candidate. Um, the Foreman's the only the, the only one I would start from them because of the goal line work. Um, they're playing 
The Steelers. The Steelers, who've just got gashed by Dalvin. I mean, to be fair, Dalvin's a little bit better than uh, <laughs> But they got absolutely shredded by him. Like, it was a, a whole – like, you could drive a truck through it without hitting anything. So, like, I could probably parallel park through some of those places that he was running through. Um, so maybe Foreman will be able to – to get some space or I mean like you know what I mean like maybe he could get a, a goal line carry or two or have some some big runs but yeah he's the only one just, just because the only one who is going to score anything if they're close is going to be him everything else he'd be relying on a, on a big run from McNichols or Hilliard um, which they're certainly capable of we saw Hilliard do that against New England but still um, yeah I don't have anything to add except for my bold prediction regards one of these two teams so stay tuned Ooh. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll go Lions Broncos. The Lions um, monitor Swift's status, but it doesn't seem like he's going to play. Um, Campbell doesn't seem too optimistic from the last report I saw, and I don't think he practiced probably um, because it still says questionable and projected for zero on ESPN. The last I looked. <laughs> So we here at a fantasy football life pride ourselves on a smooth, technically sound production. I would say, <laughs> don't you agree, Matt? I would like to think that. Although it just seemed like there was a ghost in my apartment. I don't know how to describe it. I was literally sitting at my desk. My AirPods case is over on my kitchen counter, so not even close to me. And all of a sudden, I see on my phone that my airpods are connected now normally it happens when you open the case i did not open the case so i wasn't near it and then you couldn't hear me and i was trying to talk <laughs> and i even had the plug-in headphones because those don't have issues normally so but... you had your headphones plugged in and your airpods your airpods from across the room connected yes wow that i don't know how that makes sense but that is hilarious um <laughs> It is. I don't think we can go a week without, and I'm gonna put this all on you because it is. It is you. Uh, yeah. The, the, without your headphones, somehow acting up, which is hilarious. That is a staple of the podcast. I would say. Um, don't worry. It doesn't happen during work. It only happens now. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, all right. Well, I will edit some of my talking to myself out of this even though i'm pretty sure it was pretty quality content and since you said that you heard most of it i'm sure that you would agree um but, but i'll talk about lions broncos um here wait. do you want me to answer the deandre swift question i was like, oh, answering it yeah well i'll just start over because i think i'll okay. edit most of that out um or maybe i'll leave it in who knows who knows what i'll do um how professional are we going to be here the uh yeah deandre swift is Dan Campbell is hopeful. I, Matt, I had opportunities to do research on my own question while I was waiting to figure out what the hell uh, was happening. Uh, Campbell said he's hopeful that he will play, but he's probably closer to a doubtful than a, than a true questionable, which is what he's listed as now. Uh, he's currently projected for zero on ESPN. That's the news I have for Swift. Probably not going to play, basically. Is that what you have? Yeah, that would be my guess. Um, like we talked about with Russ, it's like a pain management issue. Um but it just doesn't seem like he's going to play. Uh, they ruled him out pretty quickly last week, and my guess is they're going to rule him out on Friday, or they'll say easy game time decision, and then he'll be inactive. Yeah. Um, 
And Jamal Williams didn't play, but because of COVID, I believe, right? So he'll, he'll probably be back yeah. this week. Um, but I was going to say that Craig Craig Reynolds played pretty well in both of their absence, which he did. But number one, I'm not starting Craig Reynolds in my fantasy football playoffs in any way, shape, or form because of one good game he had. And number two, Williams will be back anyways, so the legend of Craig Reynolds might be over. Um, for the other other players for the Lions, like Williams is interesting because he's a starter, but they're playing the Cardinals. Probably don't want to start him. If I, I mean, even though like, I don't know, maybe start him, I guess, but I wouldn't love to start Jamal Williams against against Arizona, especially because Arizona is probably going to come out really pissed off after that loss. Um, Amon Ra has had two good weeks in a row. I'll probably be flexing him out of necessity rather than real confidence in that. Um, but maybe he'll do something because they'll be hopefully getting smacked by the Cardinals. Um, and then Shane Zolstra. Uh, not actually going to talk about him, but I'm just curious if he's at all related to Brandon Zolstra, the legend from like week one of, uh, of this. Um, let's see. This, this link here says... Oh, this is a this is so many pop ups on this. Um, younger brother of Brandon Zilstra. Wow, what a legend! Great family, great receivers, great great pass catchers. Um, big fan of the Zilstras, I would say. <laughs> um, Broncos wise, Melvin and Javante, I think each scored two touchdowns this week. Yeah, Javante had a receiving one on top of his rushing one, which shows so that was fun. If you have been holding on to them. They're playing the Bengals. I feel like they've both been startable even when they're both playing. Obviously, you'd love for one of them to be out, but I don't think that's going to happen this week. Um, but I'd honestly still flex either one of them, I would say. Um, and then pass catching-wise, I'm really nervous about about Teddy Bridgewater's ability to, to throw touchdowns to people that aren't Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Um, he did throw one to Albert every week. This is the other any, other weekly tradition. Albert Aquabunum. Uh, that's that's definitely that's actually the correct pronunciation um, for sure. Don't look it up. Um, <laughs> but Fant is maybe startable, and then that's like Judy is maybe if you're desperate startable. I would say probably is my my analysis for playoff teams. I'm talking about. Yeah, I would agree. And Sutton's definitely not startable. Thank you for Russ for the trade for him. <laughs> I do appreciate that. What was that trade again? I don't remember. Uh, it was a first for Sutton and um, a second. So ninth overall at this point for 23rd overall and Sutton. Now he's young, but with Judy there, that's what really scares me. Gotcha. And without a good quarterback. So. Gotcha. Yeah, but that's what I have from from those teams. I think you covered it all. Um, I do like Amon Ra as well. Yeah, he's probably making it into one of my lineups this week. Really? Well, my one my one lineup this week. Wait, I thought you only made the playoffs in our. Uh... Yeah, um, my home league still has losers bracket. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I can't lose in that one. That's that's fair. No, so he might be wait, making his way into my lineup. I see. All right, uh, you got Giants Chargers then. Yeah, I did not watch this game, and I'm glad I didn't because 
it was just bad. Uh, in terms of the Giants, um, basically, they haven't ruled Daniel Jones out for the year, but it seems like he's trending that way uh, with some spine issue. So, in terms of the quarterback play, it's not going to be good. So, that makes any of the receiving options hard to trust. So, mm-hmm. I don't recommend starting any of them. Um, and then, in terms of running backs, you know, Saquon's there. He had a decent game. He had a touchdown. Um, he's not the Saquon of old. He's not going to get you 30 points in a matchup, most likely, without Daniel Jones. Um, he's a running back you're probably starting, but still, it worries me a little to start him, and I wouldn't be expecting big numbers, but you, I feel like you have to start him, nonetheless. Because you can always break off a big play. Yeah, I think um, you have to start Saquon. I wonder how many playoff teams even have Saquon on their roster, to be fair, though, too. Like, yeah, that's a good point. This isn't just for playoff teams, but most of the advice we're talking about is based off of playoff teams versus – but, like, I mean, if you missed the playoffs, probably because you drafted Saquon, you're probably still starting him because you have to. Yeah, I would agree, even if you're not yeah. a playoff team. But. Um, so, yeah, and then for the Chargers – uh, Herbert's a guy I feel like you have to start. He's been better as of late. I know he was like on and off early on the season, but it seems like he's been a lot better recently. Um, so he's a guy I feel like you have to start. And then Eckler, same thing. He did get hurt in the game and he didn't return, but they said he could have. And I think he practiced in a limited fashion today. So it yeah. seems like he will be playing Thursday. Um, so he's obviously the guy you have to start. And then for the receivers, so this is where it gets more interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen was activated off the COVID list today. So he's a guy you're starting. Like, never really had questions about him. But now, going into this past week, I really liked Jalen Guyton. So he had a good game. Um, but now, with Keenan Allen back and Mike Williams still there, I feel like you can't really start him. Um but Mike Williams is, I guess, a flex option. Like, I'm on the fence between wide receiver two and flex, but I feel like it's more in the flex category because he had, like, he went off early in the season and now he's just been okay. Um, but he's still not an awful option because that is, like, you have a very good quarterback in Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the only two pass catchers I'm starting on this team. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I would monitor Eckler's status, obviously, because they play Thursday. Um, the concern, if he doesn't play, I don't know if I would start either Jackson or Kelly, honestly. I probably wouldn't be able to trust it because they split the work pretty evenly um, with nine carries for Justin Jackson and ten for Kelly. Um, yeah, but, I wouldn't start either. Um, but, yeah, that's – I think you got everything. That's everything I would say for that. Um all right, Niners Bengals was a sad one because the Niners won. Um, let's see, Eli Mitchell didn't play. He is maybe going to play this week. He's questionable, um, and I will be bringing him up again later. But the, there's the chance that he returns this week, from what I have seen. Um, he was out with a concussion and a knee injury, and apparently the knee injury wasn't the reason he was out. It was the concussion. So he'll probably be back because it was a concussion, so he already missed one game with it, which is generally 
the upper limit unless you have a really bad one like I don't know Tyrell Williams or something who had the really bad concussion in week one. Um, so Eli Mitchell, not keep an eye on him. Um, then you're going to start Debo and you're going to start Kittle and. <laughs> I'm going to say you shouldn't start Ayuk. You are probably going to say you can maybe start Ayuk, but I would say you can't say flex. I hate you. Here's the, here's the worst. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, that's for the Niners. Those are the only noteworthy players, except Ayuk's not, not noteworthy. Um, I would say it would be Mitchell Kittle and, and Debo for the bank or for playoff teams, mostly Um, for the Bengals. Mixon, um, let's see, is he healthy? I know he's always like, he's literally always questionable. Yeah, okay, I don't have any news about him being hurt. So you're starting Mixon, you're starting um, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. If you're me, you probably have to start Tyler Boyd because you do have to start him um, <laughs> because you have no other options unless you want to roll out Keelan Cole. And then uh, Burrow is an interesting option. They're playing Denver who's been kind of up hit or miss defensively, sometimes good, sometimes not good. Um, like they held the chiefs in check pretty much, but I think they've also given up some decent passing weeks as well. So I don't know. Maybe they haven't, maybe they're, maybe I'm just dumb because every game I'm scrolling back through actually is they've actually done pretty well defensively. Um, so Burrow is a questionable start, I would say, simply because the Broncos defense has held a lot of good QBs in check this year. Um, looking at Mahomes from two weeks ago, and um, they held Dak, or I think I don't think Dak was hurt for that game. So yeah, and they held Herbert. Um, I don't know. I'm just thinking about that as a potential issue. But yeah, I'm. I'm higher on the Broncos defense, so I would say don't start him. Interesting. They just scare me a little. Yeah, Burrow is a is a is a troublesome start, I would say. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's it for the Bengals is Mixon, Higgins, Chase, Boyd, and Burrow. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, so the next Bills Bucks. This is a very good game. Um, you're obviously you have to start Josh Allen. Uh, he actually went off for you this week, so if you have him, <laughs> that was very nice. Um, and then I remember watching this game, and they didn't hand the ball off to a running back until I think that's in the third quarter. <laughs> so basically, your takeaway is don't start a Bills running back unless the name is Josh Allen because he's the running back one. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Allen is RB1. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, you just can't start their running backs. And then in terms of receivers, um, obviously you're starting digs. Cole Beasley has been pretty good as of late, especially when they're down. So I feel like Beasley's still a pretty good option, although they play the Panthers. So that is a tougher matchup for um, wide receivers. But I'm still pretty confident in Beasley because Sanders, it seems like he'll be out this week. So it leaves um, some targets open. Uh, Dawson Knox has actually been really good this year. So he's a tight end. I feel like you have to start um, unless you have a better one, but most likely you don't. And because the tight end position is so thin, I feel like you should start him. 
And then the interesting part is Gabriel Davis. I don't think you should start him in the playoffs. But if we had, say, six more weeks, I would say, and Manuel Sanders was out for those six weeks, I would say Gabriel Davis might be a good play. But at some point, but we're talking about right now. So I feel like you can't really start him. Uh, moving on to the Bucks, um, kind of similar. Brady's been a great quarterback this year. You have to start him. Uh, Fournette, he's been insane as well. He's a must start. Same with Godwin and <laughs> Evans and Gronk. He just supports this whole offense, basically, Brady, and they all do well. There's not much more else to say about that. Yeah, it's the same thing with like the Seahawks in terms of I mean, Godwin's been more consistent, but like Evans is sometimes like hit or miss, right? Sometimes he has just bad weeks. And they're playing the Saints and he gets Marshawn Lattimore who generally clamps him. Um and it but it's just so tough. Like, how are you gonna bench Mike Evans in the playoffs, right? Like what are you gonna do? But that is scary that it that he gets Lattimore. Um It'll be a fun matchup to watch, but yeah, it's tough unless you have a really good option. Yeah, let me look up. I'm looking at the stats right now for Lattimore versus Evans, and I know that historically, it's hasn't. It's only been Brady for a couple games, right? Um, I think they played. They played what twice last year, obviously, and once so far this year. But in yeah. Evans' is 13 games against the Saints, uh, Evans averages only 40, uh, 51 yards per game. Um, which is not, not I don't know. I mean, you, okay, I'm not saying to bench Mike Evans. That would be a bold prediction. But be, simply because he, he is probably the reason you're in the playoffs, right? But it is like, I don't know. I'd be worried about that for sure, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, that's all I got then. So we'll go... Bears Packers. Um, the Bears, the only one I'm still starting is David Montgomery. They play the Vikings on Monday Night Football this week, and I think you still have to start him, even though he didn't have a great week this week. Um, and then, yeah, Mooney didn't do great, but he's another player who's been in a lot of starting lineups, I would say, this year, right? With. Uh, with his, with some of his bigger games he's had with Fields, but he didn't do anything against uh, Green Bay, whose corners are better than the defense is better than Minnesota's, but still, I don't know. That's makes me very nervous about if I was going to start him, so I probably wouldn't. Um, Packers, I'm worried as hell as an Aaron Jones owner, to be honest, because this is not what I want to see. I guess mean, he scored two touchdowns. Obviously, had a good week fantasy-wise, but not what you want to see going into the playoffs, right? Aaron Jones getting only five carries, while A.J. Dillon gets 15. Um, I'd be really, really worried about him. That being said, I, I feel like it's one of those players, like you can't just bench Aaron Jones. He has 40-point potential, right? And generally has a has a low – or has, a, has a, generally a high floor. So, I don't know, but I'm really worried about him, as I've said like 15 times now. Um, <laughs> and then Devontae Adams, obviously, you're starting him. Don't talk about him. Other pass catchers, Alan Lazard is interesting, but I feel like we all know Rodgers generally only has eyes for Devontae Adams. 
So yeah, Lazard would be a nervous start for me as well. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for that game. Yeah, I agree. Um, the only thing I'm going to add is if I made the playoffs in uh, the Nova League that I barely missed, mm-hmm. I have Jones and Dylan. I would have benched both of them to start Jonathan Taylor, which makes sense, and Javante Williams. Really, Javante over both of them. That's it. I mean, you They're like Javante's time split versus Dylan and Jones's time split, right? <laughs> That's interesting. Um, well, it's uh, Javante's playing Cincy, and Jones and Dylan are playing the Ravens, who are pretty good against the run. Mm-hmm. And this split scares me. Yeah, I started Jones's past week, but he only got five carries, and I can't trust that. Yeah, five carries a week before the playoffs would have me terrified if I was an Aaron Jones owner. But I don't think I'd be bold enough to bench him just because of – I mean, even with his only five carries, he still put up 20-plus points in PBR, right? So, yeah. That's a scary one, though. Um, but, yeah, that's it all. It definitely is. Um, so, now on to the final game, which was last night's game. Uh, Rams versus Cardinals. Uh, for the Rams, honestly, their whole offense looked really good. Um, Stafford, I feel like he's a guy you should start uh, since they've gotten Odell. Odell and Van Jefferson have had touchdowns, I think, in every game. Maybe, maybe besides the first one, but the past two at least, they've had touchdowns. So that's very encouraging. It helps Stafford out a lot. Um, and that offense is just rolling. And then kind of building off of that with the wide receivers, Cup, you have to start him. Uh, Odell is a nice option. He's probably my pick over Van Jefferson. And I would be starting Odell in the playoffs. Van Jefferson, probably not, just because Odell's starting at more of the targets. Um, I just like, yeah, I just don't trust Van Jefferson as much. But I know it seems like McVay really likes Odell and wants to get him the ball more. Um, so that's why I'm kind of picking Odell over Van Jefferson. In terms of the running back, whoever's starting will get majority of the carries. So if it's Sony or if Henderson comes back, you should be starting them. Now, this was a down game for Sony Michelle. So it is understandable that you're a little worried, but the Cardinals defense is actually pretty good. Um so he's not the worst option if it's just Sony. It just depends on their matchup, I would say. But if it's Henderson, I feel like you have to start Henderson because he was so good. Um, and then for the Cardinals, uh, Kyler's a guy you have to start, obviously. Um, in terms of the running backs, Chase Evans <laughs> wasn't activated. So Connor went off. But I feel like if Edmonds gets activated, that's a weird timeshare. And – it's very risky for the first week of the playoffs. Now they could ease in. Um, I forgot his name. Ed- Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. <laughs> yeah, they could ease him in, but like, I don't know. It's very. It makes me nervous. But it, if you're more desperate at running back, I would start Connor. Um, I, I hard disagree with you. Have to start Connor, even if Edmonds plays. You have to start Connor. He scores every week. He has like 16 touchdowns this year. He does, but with Connor, like with we said, his touchdowns are unsustainable with um, Chase Edmonds there. Now with him coming back, it worries me. 
but yeah, I guess you you do have to start Connor. Yeah, I mean, I think you yeah you literally have to. He has fourteen rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns this year, and they've played what like fourteen games or something. Sixteen touchdowns in thirteen games. Absolutely have to start James Connor. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so for the receivers. Well, actually, one thing to keep in mind is James Conner, I think, did have to get an MRI today. Yeah, he left on, like, the, the second-to-last play. He left on, like, the second-to-last play of the game. Um, yeah. So, we got, yeah, um, half two pending his injury status. I would, let me amend that statement right now before I get quoted on that. Um, also, going back to stupid plays, Kyler's last play, <laughs> I don't know how you don't spike that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But, yeah. Uh, so going to the wide receivers, D Hop also had get an MRI. Uh, it seems like it's a leg issue, so just monitor um, his injury status. But if he's healthy, um, you have to start him. Then the other wide receivers get interesting. Uh, I don't mind Ertz as a streamer, depending on who, like what other tight end you have and who they're playing. Um, he's not a bad option because the offense is so good, and then. In terms of AJ Green and Christian Kirk, I feel like I would lean AJ Green, but they're both. If he starts, unless Hopkins is out, then it makes me more confident. But like, the issue is one of them could go off. It's just like sometimes it's different. It's like Kirk instead of uh, AJ Green, so it's a little risky, especially for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you on on all of that. Um, I don't have anything new to add for the Cardinals. The only thing I would say is for the Rams, the COVID stuff today. Oh, that's a good point. Because Odell tested positive. So Higby's positive on Monday was a fake or was a false positive. He doesn't actually have it. But Odell got um, COVID today. He tested positive. And then that is worrisome because (laughs) he is – I mean, he played with all of them, like, less than 24 hours ago. So, uh, you kind of have to monitor the status of that. The Rams, I think, shut down their facilities for the next, like, two days because they have, um, I think, like, ten positives. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine positives, um, including some practice squad guys. So, you really have to monitor that because, like, Odell, I think they said Odell is vaccinated which um, would make his case, his, his ability to play this week would be possible, depending on how, how he goes. No idea of the vaccination status on the rest of the Rams receivers or rest of the Rams offense, honestly. Um, so you really have to monitor that, uh, I would say. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Andrew and I are praying that Cooper Cup is vaccinated. Um, really, really hoping. I, I have him in my home league, so. Really hoping that he's vaccinated. Um, well, Andy does have a buy, so oh, I guess he doesn't have it yet. So that would put his st- status into question for next week. Yeah, if he's not vaccinated, he might miss next week potentially. So, uh, but that's the yeah. So he might he's really focused. If, if you own the Rams, which you probably do, someone if you're in the playoffs, one of our listeners might um, definitely focus on that because that's only probably going to get worse for the Rams. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's the only thing. Only other thing I would add, I think, from that. Um, 
Yeah, okay. Well, with that then, we'll move into our predictions. I'll recap last week real quick. Um, we made eight predictions. One of them was based off of Elijah Moore playing. He didn't, so that one got thrown out. So seven predictions. Um, I went four for seven, and Matt, you went three for seven, so uh, suck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said Saquon would outscore Javante Williams, even if Melvin Gordon uh, didn't play. Can't believe I said that because that was that, that would have been a weird thing to throw in there. But uh, Saquon, they both had good weeks, but I was wrong. You were right. You said Javante would outscore Saquon. Um, we both got Jamar Chase outscoring Amari Cooper, right? Um, we both said Russell Wilson would outscore Joe Burrow. That one was incredibly close, but Burrow outscored him, so we were both wrong on that one. I said Hunter Renfro would outscore DeAndre Hopkins. That was correct. You would you said uh, Derek Carr would outscore Taylor Heineke. You were correct. Um, I said Fryermuth would outscore Kyle Pitts, and I was right on that. And that one was really, really close too. I think it was like twelve point two versus twelve point one or something like that. Um, <laughs> and then in the toss up of Deontay Foreman versus Dontrell Hilliard, I got that one right uh, with Deontay Foreman. Uh, bold prediction wise, neither of us were right. Um, I said James Conner would have four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. I was honestly thought he I, even going into the fourth quarter after he got his second one. I think late in the third, I was like, you know, he could still get four. Um, he didn't, unfortunately, though, only two for him. Um, you said Marquez Valdez-Scantling would have 18-plus points in PPR. Uh, he did not even was get the wrong the... receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got to, what, like five points or something? I didn't even look at his stats, but it wasn't great. Um, yeah, he had five. Lazard had, I think, 21. Yeah. Yeah, that was – I mean, that, that's half credit for knowing a receiver other than Devontae would do well. So I'll give you, give you some points for that. You also said the Lions would win. Uh, yeah, that was that negates any credit you got for Marquez Wallace Scantling or for the the Ram uh, the Packers receiver prediction. Um, <laughs> so with that, um, we'll go into ours for this week. I'll get started because I feel like I always ask you to start. So uh, this time, it's hard to do these. I realized over the weeks, it's hard to do these live because I'd like to take a lot more time to think about them than I have to go and you know instantly answer, but. This is one I've been thinking about and will think about probably all week. So bear in mind that um, Odell was tested positive for COVID. So you can keep that in your thought process as we go, right? Um, Van Jefferson versus the Seahawks. So rank these three. Van, Van, eh, Van Jefferson versus the Seahawks. Miles Sanders, again, assuming he plays, obviously, versus Washington, or Ramondre versus Indianapolis, depending on if Damian Harris plays. <laughs> and remember that, that they play Indy on Saturday as well is another annoying thing. Um, okay. So Van Jefferson, Miles Sanders, and Ramondre Stevenson. And Harris practice was a limited participant in practice this week for the Patriots. I'm so, sorry. yeah, last I'll say... Ramondre Stevenson, because I think Harris will play. Okay. Um, second, I'm going to have to go with Miles Sanders, because like, I do think they'll be up, but uh, they just hate Miles Sanders, and <laughs> you know, Boston Scott or Kenny Gainwell will score a touchdown. Guaranteed, yeah. 
Um, but I think he'll do better than Ramondre, at least. I think he should have some good runs, um, and they should be up. And then I have Van Jefferson at the top, assuming the Rams are okay with COVID, and especially Van Jefferson, um, since he was probably around Odell a lot. Mm-hmm. But if he plays and Odell doesn't, then I like him because it should be what is a good matchup for them. Seahawks like will put up some points to make it competitive. Uh, it is a divisional game. And without Odell there, he'll be the number two. So he should get a lot of targets. That is exactly what I currently have in my lineup. Um, I have so I have this exact situation where I need an RB two out of either Sanders or Ramondre, and a flex out of either Sanders, Ramondre, or Jefferson, right? Whichever one I don't start at RB two. Um, Odell, if Odell's the only positive COVID case, then it be, then I agree, especially because Harris looks like he's trending to play. If Damon Harris doesn't play, I feel like I have to start Ramondre Stevenson. If Harris doesn't play, even though it's Indianapolis, I know you like their defense, but I still feel like I have to start him. Do you yeah, agree? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So then, which of those two, Van Jefferson or Miles Sanders, would you bench? Miles Sanders. Yeah, I guess I would too. Because, I, yeah, especially if, even, unless what if Odell is playing because he's vaccinated or something, then do you bench Jefferson or Sanders? <laughs> then I bench Jefferson. Wow. There's so many contingencies. Um, but okay. We don't have any of the information here, so I'm going to, like, obviously now, right? We only know what we know right now. So, but this is based off of Harris trending to play um, and Odell trending to maybe not play because who knows if he's vaccinated or not. Yeah, this is a tough one for me to figure out. I'm going to agree for now. Like I said, that's what I currently have in my lineup. So my official statement will be agreeing um, to the podcast, but I I might tweak my lineup as as the week goes because I just... Oh, this is a tough one, depending on what what changes this week, right? Um, especially because Miles Sanders is questionable, anyways, too. Like he's on track to play, it seems, but he, I believe, has not been like confirmed to play or anything. So, um, and yeah, he I haven't hurt, heard anything. And he gets hurt every week, regardless. So, <laughs> it's a tough one because they, I feel like there are good options there. It just depends on on what's going to happen. Um, and yeah. the fact that Ramondre and the Patriots play on Saturday makes it just like I don't know. It makes it difficult because, yeah, especially like if Sanders if Sanders is like a game time decision and Ramondre is playing on Saturday, then obviously you have to start. I feel like I have to start Ramondre even if Harris doesn't play. Yeah, or even even if Harris does play, I mean because like I have to have a running back in my lineup, right? Um. Yeah, you do. Jordan Howard might return too, though. Oh my god, that is that is so annoying. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, this is gonna hurt my brain this week. I would say. Um, this one article I'm on ranks Sanders pretty low because Howard's back and because Washington's been pretty good. So maybe Damian Harris just won't play, and I'll start Ramondre. Um, That's hilarious. Sorry, I'm just reading this article. They rank... I don't know how this makes any sense. Oh, no, so they rank Harris as the RB31 and Sanders as the RB30. <laughs> um, 
I, I don't have to worry about starting Harris, but still, like, uh, that's not fun. Um, 31's kind of low, but still. Um, okay, that's my first question. That took some time. What do you got? Uh, my first one is, uh, I guess we'll match you with the receivers. Um, so it's my, one of my predicaments. Um, Julio this week versus the Steelers. Uh, Claypool versus the Titans. And the third one is Devontae Parker versus the Jets. Actually, yeah. Hmm. I hate to do this, but I have to put Julio last. Um, just because, like, I just can't trust that offense. And I just can't trust Ryan Tannehill. And I just, yeah, I, Julio just terrifies me. Um probably get hurt in like the first play anyways too um parker versus claypool if claypool wasn't like a moron this would be a no-brainer to me claypool um over parker because i like i like him more in general but i'm nervous about what tomlin might do on the flip side tomlin wants to make the playoffs and <laughs> because he, he should want to make the playoffs so he might just say fuck it and play claypool anyways or like obviously obviously you're not gonna Bench him the whole game, like might not do anything at all to to discipline him. So I'm gonna say, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm gonna say Claypool outscores Parker, who outscores Julio. Okay. I feel like you're gonna disagree, disagree with me based off what you said earlier. Um... Oh, interesting. Apparently, Mike Tomlin defended Claypool in his celebration. Really? He said, definitely got to be better. I got, oh, Claypool said that. Um, Tomlin said he had a misstep in that area. He has, he had missteps in other areas. He's a young guy who's growing and developing a lot of ways. It can't happen fast enough for him and it can't happen fast enough for us. We're going to push that growth and development as long as he's a willing participant. He has been. And so we're just going to keep moving forward. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> that could just be coach speak, though, right? You know, like, why yeah. tell your opponent that I'm going to, yeah, you don't have to worry about Claypool for the first quarter. Like, you're not going to tell, I'm going to have to say that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i still sticking with what I said, though. Claypool, Parker, then Julio. Okay. Uh, so after that, I was honestly considering putting Claypool last, but that honestly has changed my opinion a little. I'm going to go with Devontae Parker first. Um, I know that's surprising, um, but he had 11.5, I think, in his first week back. He wasn't playing a full complement of snaps, and they play the Jets. So it should be a good matchup, and he does get the deep balls in that offense. Um, so I do like that, and I think he'll probably score a touchdown this week. Uh, then I'll go Claypool because it's a good match against the Titans. I do think his play, playing time will decrease a little bit. I think they'll be more hesitant to put him out. Um, and, like, he won't be playing all the snaps, but he'll still be playing most. So I'll put him second. And then Julio last because he does scare me, even though he should, in theory, on paper, like, on paper, he should be getting all the targets and he should be going off. But he doesn't. So <laughs> I feel like he'll have to be last. Yeah, one one other thing with Claypool, I mean, like, 
like I said, like at the NFL, at the end of the day, it's about winning. And Claypool played well last week, even though he was an idiot at the end and cost them a chance, a chance to tie, basically, like one more play to tie, right? But he's they're still better with him on the field, so I think that he probably won't get punished that much. Now that I think about it more, like yeah, Tomlin likes discipline, but I feel like he likes having a job and making the playoffs as well. So yeah, I would be not. I'm actually not super worried about that. Um, all right, my next one. Is so this is a, a league where I have just an embarrassment of riches at running back. I'm just gonna flex on everybody. It was a random league, but like with with a bunch of randoms. I mean, um, but I have Zeke, Najee Harris, Gibson, Swift, and Eli Mitchell. So Swift's like not playing, so I don't really have to factor in him. I feel like I can't bench Zeke or Najee. So the only question I have is Eli Mitchell versus Antonio Gibson. And that's the question I'm posing to you. Gibson plays the Eagles and Mitchell plays the Falcons. I'm going to go with Mitchell um, because J.D. McKissick should be back this week. He was a game time inactive, I'm pretty sure, or the night before they said he was unlikely to play. I think he'll be back this week. And... um. He will take away some of the targets, so it worries me a little bit more for Gibson. And then for Mitchell, it's the Falcons, so it will be an easy matchup, and he gets most of the carries. Okay, that's what I like to hear, because that's what I was already thinking. So I'm glad that that you agree. Um, Because, yeah, I agree with the Falcons are bad being a convincing argument for me. (laughs) Um, So I I like Mitchell as well. Easy one. Boom. We're running through this. <laughs> okay. Uh, my running back one is Clyde this week versus the Chargers or Jacobs. I don't know. I remember who the Raiders play. Oh, the Browns. The Browns. Yeah. Um, you said Clyde edwards Elaire. Yeah. That's a tough one, especially because Jacobs – actually, no. Is he questionable? I feel like he's – I just assume he always is, but he actually might not be. I think he's healthy. Um, yeah. I honestly think... <sighs> wow. This is tough. Also curious what this article that came up when I searched Josh Jacobs is about, but it's another story. Uh, not related to Josh Jacobs. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to say... And this is dumb logic. I don't even know if this is backed up by facts, but I'm going to say Josh Jacobs because I just have like, I, I feel like he always does well around the Christmas time when I watch the, when I watch the Raiders play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't even know if that's true, but I like somehow in my mind, I, I just associate the past few years with the Raiders playing around Christmas and Josh Jacobs, like scoring touchdowns. <laughs> so, Interesting. So, I'm trying to find if that's actually accurate or not. Um, Josh Jacobs, game log, 2020. Um, I really need to know if that's actually true or not. So, let me pull up this link real quick. Um, That is... Well, he didn't play around Christmas last year, so that's actually rather difficult. Uh, Oh, no, no, he did. Never mind. On the 17th. 
last year. They don't have the it's weird. They didn't put the final score of this game in here, but on the 17th last year, he had 26 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown as well as three catches for 38 yards. Now, the day after Christmas, he only had 13 carries for 69 yards and didn't have any catches. But we're still before Christmas this week. <laughs> this is why people come to the podcast. They come to it for this, this kind of advice, this kind of analysis. Um, so bas- basically, I don't know. I just associate Jacobs with, with doing well because of, I guess, that game against the Chargers last year. So, yeah, give me Jacobs. <laughs> Interesting. And then as for other analysis, I suppose I'll talk about Edwards Elaire and Daryl Williams and Derek Gore kind of being a timeshare. I mean, Edwards Elaire is still the starter, so not really a timeshare, but Williams gets a lot of touches, as does um, apparently Derek Gore just got gets nine carries out of nowhere. So um, there's some actual reasoning there too, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with um, Clyde because the Chargers aren't great versus running backs. And I feel like this is – like, Clyde has been decent the past couple weeks. Um, I know Gore got some playing time, but I think that was because they were up by so much. Um, but in a closer matchup, uh, Clyde should get some catches and should do well on the ground, and hopefully we get a touchdown. Uh, with Jacobs, like – a lot of his points came from dump offs from Carr this past week against the Chiefs because I remember watching that game and it was annoying that they were down by a ton and he would just dump it off to Jacobs. Um, but I don't think they'll be down against the Browns, or I don't think so, um, with the Browns having a lot of code cases. So I think it will be closer, but I feel like the Browns are good against the run, um, or at least not bad. So I think he'll be held in check for the most part on the ground, maybe like 60 or 70-something rushing yards. Probably no rushing touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Not my bold prediction, but. (laughs) And then he will have some catches, but I don't know. I'm just feeling a bigger Clyde week. That's fair enough. Um, I mean, you're not factoring in the Christmas season and Josh Jacobs, but that's that's fine. All right, I'll move on to to my next one. I think I know which way you're going to lean, so this might be a quick one, because I know which way I'm going to answer already as well, actually. So, but something I did think about in one of my leagues. Uh, Brandon Cooks versus Jacksonville or Russell Gage versus San Francisco? Um, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I could tell you were going to say it. You don't even need to back it up. We kind of talked about Cooks already. Um, yeah. And I, I just trust – I guess I trust Davis Mills more than Matt Ryan – Simply because Cooks is the only guy, so, you know, like, yeah. versus, I don't know who, he's, who's even going to be playing quarterback, but I agree, actually. And the fact it was Jacksonville. Um, I got Cooks as well. Okay. Yeah, that was a quick one. <laughs> yeah, we moved through these. Um, my next one is David Njoku versus the Raiders or Mike Jacecki versus the Jets. Oof. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this one a quick one for me too. Um, I feel like Gasicki always plays well around Christmas time. No, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Gasicki though, simply because he's had like a better year, which isn't again not great logic, right? Like we're not 
and and because he's playing the Jets, who are bad. So I, I like Gasicki over Njoku. Um, that's um, my, my logic. <laughs> so I don't know if okay. This all depends on Njoku being activated, obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, but Harrison Bryant's also on the COVID list. So if like if Njoku gets activated, it's just him. And they don't really have anyone else in the offense. And I'm reminded of the game where he just went off for like 150 receiving yards. So I, I'm leading Njoku over Jazeki. I know Jazeki might have a decent game. He has had some games where he's just put up like basically nothing. So I want to go Njoku. But I don't know. I feel like I'll go with Jazeki. Oh, you faked me out. I already wrote down. I know. I was. I wanted to go with Njoku. But I don't know. I'm feeling more Jazeki right now. Yeah, the Jets are just too enticing of a matchup. Um, <laughs> all right, I got my uh, tight end question. This is submitted by uh, a one Corey Sterling Silver uh, Queepers. Um, <laughs> Kyle, this is so three tight ends, right? Rank these three Kyle Pitts versus San Francisco. Noah Fant versus Cincinnati, or Pat Fryermuth versus Tennessee. Rank those three. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Fryermuth at one. Um, Titans defense isn't great, and Ben really likes him, so I'll go with that. And also the risk factor of Claypool potentially not playing as much. I know that's not like proven or anything, but it adds a little safety to that guess is my assumption. And then I'll go with Pitts at two because kind of like my logic last week, he's one of the only guys in that offense. I don't know how you don't get him the ball, but apparently they <laughs> managed to do that or to not do that. Um, so yeah, those two and then I don't remember who you said last. Whoever uh, no, it is last. Noah Fant. Oh, yeah. Noah Fant last, because I don't trust the Broncos' offense. Yeah, this is a tough one, because I feel like it's – you're just praying for a touchdown, right? Um, yeah. Because of that, I think that, like, even with Teddy Bridgewater playing poorly, I think Fant generally gets more targets than – definitely than Fryermuth. I don't actually know about Pitts. Um, so I trust Fant the most in terms of – chances to score right like opportunities to score um will be fan getting getting the most catches in my eyes so I'll t- i'm actually gonna say fan first um and maybe because i probably have a start in this week maybe that's just wishful thinking but um i think fan could actually have a pretty good game um then i would say pitts and that's kind of tough between those two because i think pitts had a decent chance to do something too because someone on the falcons is probably gonna score right surely Surely someone not named Cordero is going to score, but maybe maybe it'll be just Cordero, um, and then Fryermuth Fri- because he has good weeks. He's had a lot of good weeks recently, and Big Ben likes him. But I'm I just be too nervous about him. I think he had like three catches last week. I don't know. He he scares me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so this is my last one. Uh, I. 
we kind of talked about one of them already, so I think I know which way you're going to lean. Um, but Joe Burrow this week versus Denver um, or Jimmy G versus Atlanta. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe you're going to make me do this. Um, hmm. I'm going to say Jimmy G. Um which just pains me because he's not good. I mean, he's Burrow is an infinitely better quarterback. But just the matchup, like, they're both QBs that aren't, like, top-tier fantasy quarterbacks, right? Especially with how much the Bengals like to run the ball, um, which I've talked about over and over again. I would say that Jimmy G will score more simply because he's actually been doing, like, decently well the past couple weeks. Um I think he threw for like 300 yards last week. Um, I think he did well against the Seahawks too. 300, 300 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, two picks against the Seahawks, luckily. But and then that was, so that was against the Seahawks. And then last week he put up uh, 296 yards and two touchdowns against the Bengals. Um, so I think he's actually trending up a bit, and he gets a soft matchup with the Falcons. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say. Jimmy G outscores Burrow. Although now that we talk about the fact that the Falcons are playing the Niners, I'm not obviously you can't bench Debo or anything, but AJ Terrell has been just very good. So that's worrisome if he's like following Debo around the field. Although I guess he'll just hand him the ball ten times instead. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically. <laughs> he's like the only Falcons defender I know though, so I I wouldn't be too worried about Jimmy G. What, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I would agree. I I'm not the biggest fan of Burrow, and I do like Denver's defense, especially their corners. So I think he might struggle a little bit, um, at least fantasy wise. And then for Jimmy G, it's an easy match against the Falcons. Uh, Kittle's gone off as of late, so that gives me confidence for Jimmy G's performance. And with Debo and Ayuk gaining a little steam, I think. He'll put up a nice performance. All right. Let's move on to uh, to our bold predictions, unless you have one more. I don't have any more. Um, I don't. Yeah, okay, good. Bold predictions this week. I think I think that my bold prediction this week is I, I don't know I don't know if I want to say it's the boldest one I've ever done. Um, I keep I feel like I keep upping it. When James Conner four touchdowns last week doesn't hit, so I gotta go even bigger, right? Gotta go even even more bold. <laughs> But, but yeah, I have I have a good one prepared. But why don't you start us? Okay, um, mine's bold. I wouldn't say it's like extremely bold, but uh, I might have to be starting this play this player this week. So, and I I mentioned a little about them. Uh, Devonte Parker, mm-hmm. I am a fan of him, and you know he's done pretty well this year when he's played. And working his way back, he got the bye week off to get healthier. I think he'll be a full go. And my prediction is his stat line, and it's six for 110 a touchdown. Do you want uh, – let me clarify on this. Do you want it to be six plus for 110 plus? Like, or do you mean you literally are predicting six catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown? We'll do six plus for one ten plus and a touchdown. Okay. Plus, <laughs> I don't think any more than one, but just making sure. Um... I don't think it'll be exactly that, but I think something 
close to that is likely. All right, all right. Um, something close to that, but yeah, okay, okay. I, I like it. I think that's like honestly, I think that's what the spirit of a bold prediction is, right? Like, because that is bold. Like, that's, but it's also seeable. You know, it's like that wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world, right? So I think yeah. they have a good chance of hitting that one. And yet it's still bold. I, I would agree. Mine, on the other hand, <laughs> I would say has a low chance of actually happening. But everyone who who sports bets, you know, take take the tokens on this. And if you if you place a bet on this and it hits, I I get a cut. Um, mine involves the Texans versus the Jaguars this week. Um, I'm predicting the f- five different touchdown scorers in this game. Um, I don't even know if this even I don't, I don't know I don't know how to even go about doing this. But basically, I think that these five players will all score touchdowns in this game. Um, the five I'm going to say are on the Jaguars side: Marvin Jones Jr. and Laquan Treadwell, both score this week. And on the Texans side, um, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, and a hopefully returning to action David Johnson all score this week. So those five, all of them score. That's the only way, I get, only way I get credit for it. So even if I go four for five, no credit for the bold prediction unless they all score. Um, individually, it's not like that crazy. Like Cook scoring, Marvin Jones Jr. scoring, you know, not, not insane. But the fact, I'm, I'm going for all of them. Going for all five. That is pretty bold. I was expecting a James Robinson in there. Yeah, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. And he might score, but I, I mean, he's obviously probably, he probably has the best chance to score out of any player in the game. But um, I don't know. I wanted to limit the Jaguars that I picked. If I was going to do five, I don't want to pick too many Jaguars. And for some reason, like, he's like, didn't get the ball. I don't like this past week. I know he fumbled, I think, right? But, or actually, I don't even know if he fumbled, but six carries for four yards. Kind of weird. Um, yeah. They only ran the ball eight. Uh, eight times total in a game that wasn't like a massive blowout until like it was a two possession game at halftime. Like they could have easily ran the ball in the third quarter and stuff. Right. But they didn't um, like, I don't know. And like, he definitely, like, I'm not saying like James Robinson won't score. I just wouldn't, I'm not counting him in my five um, that I'm showing there, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps up. Um, that I'll recap the spin league and where unfortunately you don't have to say anything at all this week, Matt, because uh, you won. So you are better at fantasy than I am. Um, 178 points, which is our highest week yet to date with um, a very quality lineup. So congrats to you um, for that. Unfortunately, um, yeah, What's so... crazy is I remember thinking this is a bad lineup because I remember <laughs> I got the Jets. I picked the Texans kicker. I thought you took – no, you took Cooks, I think. You took Brandon Cooks. Oh, yeah, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. I remember that wrong. Yeah, you got – the thing is you got Kittle and you got Cup, um, which did well for you. I thought, I thought Kyle was going to win because he had uh, Kittle and Devontae Adams who actually outscored Kittle and Cup. Um, but you the rest of your lineup was pretty was pretty solid as well. So hats off to you. Um, yeah. So with that, 
let's spin our new lineups, I guess. Sounds good. No buys this week, luckily. So those are finally over. No teams to just ignore. Yeah. Ooh. What do you got? I got the 49ers. Ooh. So speaking of Kittle, I feel like I have to go with him again. Really? Over Debo. Interesting. I don't disagree necessarily, but that's a tough one. Because the uh, there's not a ton of good tight ends, so getting that advantage is nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I got uh, the Bucks. There's so many good options. Oh, I was going to take Brady, but I'm actually going to change it to Fournette. Um, because mm, that's a good one. I'd rather have the running back. Like, I want to do Gronk, but it's tough to predict, like, who's going to get the receiving touchdowns. Like, Gronk seemed like a safe bet, but I think I'll go with Fournette. So I got the Jets. Braxton. And <laughs> it's either Michael Carter or their kicker. <laughs> Who even is the Jets kicker? Oh, they, they cut Amandola, didn't they? Yeah, actually, their kicker isn't good. I'll go with Michael Carter. And if he doesn't play, I will go to their kicker. Okay, but that's tough for me to manage. If Carter doesn't play, you're getting Ty Johnson, basically. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, just do that, actually. Um, that's a lot easier for you. Yeah, because I can't, like, go – because then you have to respend like, everything after that. Um, yeah, I don't even know who's just kicker. They cut – they have Eddie Pinheiro, I think they just signed. So maybe him or Cade York from LSU, the legend. Um, I got the Ravens anyways. I got distracted by, by that. The Ravens, who are they playing again? They're playing the Packers. Packers. I'll just take Mark Andrews because I don't even know if Lamar's going to play. Yeah, it's smart. So I got the Jaguars. I want to go James Robinson, but he hasn't done well recently, so I'll go with their kicker. That's. Uh... Like Matthew Wright or Michael Wright or something. Um, I'll put Jags kicker. Yeah, something like that. Okay. I got the Colts, and it was dangerously close to being the Lions, so I'll take Jonathan Taylor. Um, <laughs> okay, I got the Broncos, so I feel like I'll have to go with Javante Williams. Okay. Falcons. Oof. I guess I'll flex Cordero Patterson. Eh, wait, who are they playing against? Can I take their the Niners? Eh, I don't. Yeah, I'll, I'll flex Cordero Patterson. Um. Oh, I got what? the Colts as well. Wait, can I take Cordero as a receiver? Am I allowed to do that? Is he still wide receiver eligible? I have no clue if he is. Go for it. All right, because I would. I mean, if I get a running back, I might want to. Flex that, right? Or get a player. Let me check what, what his eligibility is. Um, who did you get? Sorry. Uh, Colt, so I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Damn. Um, sorry, I'm just checking if Cordero still has wide receiver eligibility. No, just has running back eligibility on, damn it, on uh, ESPN is what I base that off of. I think in Sleeper he has both, but well, double damn it, because I got the Jets, so I don't <laughs> I would have taken maybe Michael Carter, but instead I'll take the Jets kicker, whoever it turns out to be. So we're just getting the same teams because I got the Falcons. 
<laughs> and now I have either their quarterback, a receiver, or a defense. So I'll go with Russell Gage. Okay. I got the Panthers. They're playing the Bills. I would have taken the Panthers' defense, but obviously can't do that. I have no idea. I don't know if DJ Moore is going to play, but I have to take a receiver. So we'll go more if he doesn't play, then give me Robbie Anderson. <laughs> no, I didn't think mine could like really get worse. Well, it's been pretty good, but I figured what's a worse spin than the Falcons, the Giants. And I can go with quarterback, wide receiver, or defense. So we'll have to go with their defense. <laughs> Um, okay, wait, he's a Giants defense. Okay. You're playing the Cowboys too? Yikes. Well, you're not going to take Glennon, you're not going to take a pass catcher, so. Yeah, I got the Rams, so I will take, uh, Cup. And then, basically, go down the depth chart if, depending on COVID cases, right? If Cup gets COVID from OBJ, but OBJ manages to beat it in time, then I'll take Odell, and if he beat, if he doesn't beat it, then I'll take Van, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I got the Raiders, and it's either their wide receiver or kicker. So I'll or sorry, quarterback. So I'll go with um, Renfro since he's been going off lately. Yeah, I, I like that pick. Um, I got the Browns. It's either their defense or their quarterbacks, and I'm not taking Baker Mayfield. So I'll take the Browns defense. Starting to wish that I had taken. Uh, Brady over Fournette in the first in the first option, especially because of my last spin. Oh no! All right, what did you got? Well, my last one's a quarterback, and I got the Ravens. Oh, all right, that's not ideal. But Huntley, he he ran pretty well. He played all right. Um, he was okay. The Packers are good, though. That, that part good. scares me. Well, here, let me one up you. I have a better matchup, that's for sure. But I got um, the Texans for my quarterback. So, I don't even is is Tyrod back? Uh, I mean, obviously, I'll take whoever plays quarterback for them, right? But I think it's Davis Mills. I think Tyrod is out. So, well, I actually don't. I don't actually know. Yeah, well, whoever it is, I'm just taking whoever whoever the Texans QB. Oh, that's just disgusting. That's a winning lineup I've ever seen. I was so happy with Fournette and Jonathan Taylor and Mark Andrews and then Tyrod. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. All right. Well, that's that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's all I think we have. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Another high quality episode uh, produced by, by Matt and I, I would say. So now I've got to think of some really dumb pun to make on the name for this one. And we'll be all set. I think the uh, last one was good. I do have to say that. Thank you. Thank you. Never seen Dr. Strange love, but heavily inspired that, that name, I would say um, <laughs> as well as the pun. I was, I was actually laughing unironically laughing to myself, unironically and unashamedly laughing to myself as I wrote that. So um yeah thanks to everyone for for tuning in yet again uh, we ended up not being very much faster at all uh so you know we thought i thought we were gonna get done in like an hour and a half and i think we went closer to an hour 50 again but <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh well 
What are you gonna do? Not listen? I mean, come on. Uh, Especially so, for playoffs. Yeah, this is when it matters the most. So yeah, I guess thank you everyone for listening. Good luck here in the playoffs, uh, Josh. Good luck this week in our dynasty league. Appreciate it. Good luck with your buy this week. Um, thank you. <laughs> hope you don't lose your league in your home. <laughs> I'm praying not to. If this is the easiest matchup of the two, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you everyone. See ya.